Nothing here in this one either. Oh, patient. Test one, two. Test, 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 test. Good morning. The members of Faith Lutheran Church welcome you to the 8 o'clock broadcast of our worship service from the Faith Ministry Center Sanctuary. Today is the sixth Sunday of Easter. Leading the liturgy this morning is the Reverend Adam Bridgman. Preaching this morning is the Reverend Dan Taves. We will be following Lutheran Service Book Divine Service Setting 4. To access today's worship folder online, go to our website, www.faithfoxvalley.org, and find Downloads. Then click the square with the cloud for traditional worship folder 51423. And we join the service already in progress. Well, good morning, everybody. 
Welcome to the Lord's house as we gather together today to celebrate again our amazing God. We're still in the Easter season, and we're still rejoicing in the good news that because Jesus lives, because he beat death, because he rose on Easter, each and every one of us and all we love will also be raised to new life to celebrate with him in eternity. That is worthy of some worship, wouldn't you say? So that's why we've gathered together today to sing our praises, to offer our prayers, to join together with brothers and sisters in Christ, and to be together in God's house. So I'm glad that you're with us, especially if you're online participating with us. We're glad that you've made uh, Faith Your Church Home today as well, and uh, pray that your worship with us is also uh, as blessed. Well, uh, just a couple announcements before we start. Uh, you know it is Mother's Day, so happy Mom's Day, everybody. Uh, best day of the year, right? We get to say thank you to those ladies that mean so much to us. Uh, we are also in the commons area here celebrating uh, Mother's Day with the opportunity for you to purchase some roses. Uh, if you'd like to get a rose, you can get single doubles, you can get them in a vase, whatever works for you uh, to say thank you to your moms or grandma, uh, grandmothers. Uh, feel free on the way out to grab a rose. Uh, and the, it's also for a good cause. It's for Lutherans for Life as we support um, mothers and the gift that he has given them of bringing life into this world. So uh, that's in the uh, commons area if you care after worship. And then tomorrow night is our annual congregational meeting. We've been talking about it for a long time now and again invite you to join us for that meeting here at the Faith Ministry Center at 7 o'clock. Um, um, those of you who are wanting to participate online, uh, you can do that as well. Everyone should have received an email yesterday with the information that you'll need to get on the Zoom meeting. And if you did not receive that email, that means that we don't have the correct information here at church. So if you're wanting to participate and to vote in the voters meeting tomorrow night online, if you did not receive that email yesterday, Make sure you call the church tomorrow morning so we can straighten all that out before the meeting. I cannot wait to talk about all the things that God is doing here and to be with you and listen to you and pray with you as together we move into the next 75 years of our ministry here at Faith. We are blessed. All right, uh, don't forget to read your announcement bulletin. There's things in there about worship schedule changes that are coming up for the summer, things like that. And uh, just always stay up to date with what God is doing here in our midst. All right, all that being said, it is time to worship our amazing God, so would you please rise as we begin with the song, Jesus Lives, the Victories Won. In fact, that's our theme today, Victory in Christ. Let's sing. Our opening hymn today is Jesus Lives, the Victories Won from Lutheran Service Book 490. Jesus lives, the victories won, death no longer can appall me. Jesus lives, death's reign is done, from the grave will Christ recall me. Brighter scenes will then commence. This shall be my confidence.
And we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made, who made heaven, heaven and earth. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, therefore you are feared. Since we are gathered to hear God's word and call upon him in prayer and praise and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the fellowship of this altar, let us first consider our unworthiness and confess before God and one another that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed, and that we cannot free ourselves from our sinful condition. Together as God's redeemed Easter people, let us take refuge in his infinite mercy and seek his forgiveness. Heavenly Father, we confess that we are sinful and unclean, corrupted by the original sin that we inherited from Adam. We have sinned against you and our neighbor in thought, word, and deed. We want to follow your commands, but our sinful temptations and desires lead us astray. Forgive us for what we have done and for what we have left undone. For the sake of Jesus, grant us forgiveness and restore the joy of your salvation. By your Spirit, help us to follow your will and bring honor and glory to your name. Amen. Almighty God loves you. In his mercy, he has given his son to die for you, and for his sake, he forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks be to God. The peace of the Lord be with you. And also with you. Take a moment to share God's peace with those around you. The members of the congregation are greeting one another in the name of the Lord, saying, Peace be with you as a sign of reconciliation and of the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Our next hymn this morning is Praise Be to Christ from Lutheran Service Book 538. Praise be to Christ in whom we see the image of the Father shown, the firstborn Son revealed and known, the truth and grace of deity, through whom creation came to birth, whose fingers set the stars in earth, the unseen powers in this small earth, the furthest bounds of time and space.
Let us pray. Heavenly Father, you sent your only son, Jesus, to die on the cross and rise again to give victory, to give us victory over death. Help us, Lord, to always savor the sweetness of the gospel and to follow your will until we meet you in paradise. We pray this in the precious name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Okay, well, it's time for our children's message, so I'm going to ask the kids to come on up. I, I see a couple. And a few more coming up. morning, everybody. Okay, so I'm going to skip ahead in our First Corinthians reading, okay? Jesus, well, let's, let's review, okay? We know Jesus died on the cross, and then what did he do three days later? He died on the cross, and three days later, what happened? Why, why he died for our sins, Noah, right? And then three days later, he, he what happened? He rose from the dead. Now, we haven't gotten there yet, but do you know what Jesus did later on? Yes. Did he, did he ascend into heaven? How do you know my name? How do I? <laughs> it's a secret. Now, Jesus ascended into heaven... What else, what did he promise to do? Is it, did he promise to come back one day? Okay, yes? Yes, so he is coming back. Mr., I, I can't remember your name now. No. Okay, so now we know Jesus is always present with us, but he ascended into heaven and promised to come back. Now I need you to do something for me, and I'm going to trust you to do it, Okay. Can you close your eyes for me and not open them till I tell you, okay? Till I say open. Please? Okay. Keep them closed. <laughs> Somebody's peeking. Okay. <laughs> you can open. Now see what happened? I, you closed your eyes and I, I'm behind you now. Does that seem like a neat trick? Now I want you to close your eyes again. Okay, you can open them. Jesus says when he comes back, in the twinkling of an eye, we will be risen from the dead, and we will go with him up into heaven. Now you saw all I could do in the twinkling of an eye was sneak up behind you. But Jesus can make you alive again and take you into heaven. Isn't that great news? In the twinkling of an eye, and your eyes were closed a lot more than a twinkling. The twinkling of an eye is more like a blink, right? So you know I can't do much in the twinkling of an eye, but Jesus can take you to heaven in the twinkling of an eye. Isn't that great news? All right, let's pray.
Dear Jesus, thank you for loving us, for going to the cross for us, for rising for, rising for us, and for bringing us to heaven one day to be with you. We love you so much, and in your name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you, everybody. Excuse me, girls. And our reading for this morning comes from 1 Corinthians 15. I declare to you, brothers, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written shall come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And I invite you to rise for our gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, Lord. If you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. And as many members of one body, let's confess our common Christian faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. 
I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our risen Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, the text for our time in the Word today are these incredible words. I printed them on the front of your outline. I hope you will pull that out as we work through the Word together today. These beautiful words from 1 Corinthians 15, where we hear, Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? Oh, brothers and sisters in Christ, this book that we call the Bible, I really think it's God's personal promise book to me and to you. Just think of all of the amazing promises that God makes for us that are contained in this book, the Bible. Promises from the mouth of God himself. I mean, because we know the Bible is the inspired, inerrant, infallible word of God, we know that these promises are certain and true. Promises like, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Don't we hold on to that word from, from Hebrews tightly? Or a promise like, he who believes in me will live even though he dies. The promise of Jesus himself from John chapter 11. Or this God promise, all things work together for good for those who love the Lord from Romans 8. Or how about this amazing word, nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. These promises, one after another in the Bible, that assure us and strengthen us and encourage us and give us hope in this world that we live in today. But of all of the promises in the Bible, is there any promise greater? Is there any promise more meaningful than the words of St. Paul today where he says that death has been swallowed up in victory? I mean, think about what that means. Our greatest enemy, death, is defeated. It is swallowed up in victory. It has no more power over us. It has been done away with by Christ's resurrection on Easter. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Would you say that with me? Death has been swallowed up in victory. That's a phrase that's difficult to swallow something very hard to come to grips with, especially when you're standing at the casket at a funeral. As you stand in that casket and you stare death in the face, it's hard to believe, isn't it, that death is swallowed up in victory. Have you noticed that we've been working through 1 Corinthians chapter 15 this Easter? 
And in this chapter of the Bible, the great resurrection chapter, St. Paul speaks to every single person who has ever stood at a cemetery or a graveside and seen that great vault lid slam down as the body is lowered down into the ground. It's Mother's Day. And I'm remembering back to July 7th, 2021, when my mother was lowered into the ground. Not that long ago. And I remember thinking to myself, it sure doesn't seem like death has been swallowed up in victory. Because all I could feel was hurt and pain. See the look at my dad's face. It didn't look like death had been swallowed up in victory. It seemed just the opposite. It seemed like death had swallowed up my mom. And it's precisely at this moment of our lives, when we face these moments, when we grapple with the reality and the harshness of death, that St. Paul says to us in 1 Corinthians 15, he says, how is it that some of you can say that there is no resurrection of the dead? In other words, how is it that we can feel that death wins? He said, if there's no resurrection of the dead, then Christ hasn't been raised. And if Christ hasn't been raised, then your moms and dads, your grandmothers and grandfathers, your brothers and sisters, your husbands and wives, your friends haven't raised from the dead either. But Christ has risen from the dead. Easter is a reality, a fact. And because of that, we know that in spite of all that we see, in spite of the pain and hurt and loss that we feel, we know that because Jesus rose, death is swallowed up in victory. And all who believe that will live with him forever. It's an amazing promise. Death has been swallowed up in victory. A young child was diagnosed with terminal cancer. And his parents knew that he would soon die. And the little boy knew that he would die soon too. One night, he was sitting on his mother's lap watching television, and he looked up and he stared at her in the face and said, Mommy, what happens after I die? This young mother was just overcome with grief and had to leave the room for a moment. She went into the bathroom and she just folded her hands and prayed. She said, God, what do I say? God, what do I tell him? She felt then she had a a prompting, a word from the Lord. And she went back into the room and said, Honey, do you remember how many times you've fallen asleep in front of the television? And the next morning you just wake up in your bedroom? Well, I'll tell you what happens. When you go to sleep, your father comes in and with his strong arms, he picks you up and he carries you into your room. And then the next thing you know, you wake up in your bedroom. Well, death is just like that. She said, when you die, you fall asleep. And Jesus gathers you up in his strong arms. And he carries you to heaven. And when you wake up, 
You wake up in another room and everyone you love is there with you. I love that explanation. She might as well said to that little boy, death is swallowed up in victory. That's what happens when you die. Death is swallowed up in victory because Jesus rose from the dead. So what difference does this good news that death has been swallowed up in victory mean to us? There are some incredible things that we need to just ponder and think about and bring into our lives because of the resurrection. If you're following through on your outline, right, the first thing that I think is so powerful that the resurrection being the defeat of death means to us is the resurrection proves that truth is victorious and stronger than deceit and lies. Go ahead and write that in your blanks. The resurrection proves that truth is victorious and stronger than deceit and lies. You know, Jesus came into our world for this very reason, to bring truth, to dispel all the deceit and lies and fears and worries that plague us. He came to bring truth. He said, I am the way and the truth and the life. And you know, the truth of this all depends on the resurrection. Because back it up, if there's no life, then there's no truth because he said he would rise again. If there's no truth, then there's no way to be saved. But because there is life, eternal life, we know that the words Jesus spoke were true, and because of that, we know there is a way to be saved by believing in him. See, the resurrection proves that truth wins, lies, and deceit lose. Jesus' enemies crucified him because they didn't want their own false views destroyed. So you see, if Jesus hadn't risen from the dead, falsehood and lies and deceit would have won the day. But because death has been swallowed up in victory, truth is victorious. Right? Will you say that with me? Truth is victorious because death has been swallowed up in victory. Second, if you're following your outline, the resurrection proves that good is victorious and is stronger than evil. Fill that in the blanks. The resurrection proves that good is victorious and it is stronger than evil. A great historian once wrote, history teaches one and only one lesson, that the world is built somehow on moral foundations. And it shows that in the long run, it is well with the good, and in the long run, it is ill with the wicked. You see, if the resurrection hadn't take place, taken place, that very principle would be null and void. The principle that in the end, good will always win. In the end, the, the good news that evil will always lose. The resurrection proves that good triumphs over evil. The forces of evil tried to get rid of Jesus. And if he had not risen from the dead, he would not, evil would have been victorious, not good. But death is swallowed up in victory. And because of that, good is victorious, not evil. Would you say that? Good is victorious. Yes, indeed. Because death is swallowed up in victory. Flip your outline. The third 
the resurrection proves to us. The good news that death is swallowed up in victory proves that love is victorious and stronger than hate. It's the resurrection that proves the power of love. It's the resurrection that gives love its legs in our lives. Those who had Jesus crucified showed the ultimate hatred and malice, didn't they? And they thought that they had won. So don't you see, if there had been no resurrection, it would have meant that hatred won. It would have meant that in the end, malice wins. But Jesus rose from the dead, so love wins. St. Paul talked about this. He said that the resurrection is actually the triumph over all that hatred can do. Indeed, whatever the world can throw at us, love conquers all. He said, I am convinced, this is Romans 8, that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You see, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, this verse would be meaningless. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, the love he had for us would be buried in the ground somewhere. But he rose again. Love triumphs over hate. And the resurrection is the final proof that love is victorious. Would you say that with me? Love is victorious. And finally, point four. The resurrection proves, because death has been swallowed up in victory, it proves that life is victorious and is stronger than death. Life is stronger than death. If Jesus had died, never to rise again, it would have proved that death could take the loveliest and best life that ever lived Jesus and finally break it. But it couldn't. Death could not break the love and the power and the truth and the strength of Jesus Christ. It could not. It could not beat life. Life wins. Death loses. Life endures. Death ends. Life is eternal. Death is temporary. You see, the resurrection proves that life wins, not death. During the Second World War, a certain day, a church in London was already in set up for the harvest Thanksgiving the next day. And in the center of the church, there was a, a sheaf of corn that they had put in their Thanksgiving decorations. But that service was never, ever held. Because on that Sunday night, an air raid left the church in ruins, destroyed. Well, the months passed and the spring came, and somebody noticed that on the bomb site where the church had been, there were now little shoots of green. And then the summertime came, and the shoots flourished, and in the autumn there was a flourishing patch of corn growing amidst the rubble of the church. You see, not even the bombs and the destruction could kill the life of the corn and its seeds. And this is exactly what St. Paul said in our epistle lesson from 1 Corinthians 15 today. He said, our bodies like a seed are planted in the ground through death, 
But death can't destroy that seed. Death can't destroy that life because it bursts through again. It becomes new again. It rises to a new and more beautiful life even in the midst of the death. So don't you see, my friends, that death doesn't win. Death doesn't get to win. Life wins because Jesus wins, and because Jesus wins, we live. Death doesn't win. Life is victorious. Will you say that, please? Life is victorious. So all of these victories, then, if you're just looking in the outline, the last box, right? All of the victory, the good news that death is swallowed up in life, uh, death is swallowed up in victory means that we have hope. We have hope that truth will always win, whereas lies are soon found out. We have hope that good will always overcome evil in the end. We have hope that love is the strongest force and cannot be destroyed. It is far stronger than hate. And we have hope that life has a purpose in this world and the world to come and is stronger than even death itself. Why? Because death has been swallowed up in victory. So to close the message today in the good news shared by St. Paul, many see Good Friday as a day when, when a good and innocent man was executed. But it is so much more than that, isn't it? Good Friday is when death was executed. Good Friday is when Jesus beat death once and for all, and he beat all of those Fridays. For those of us who have had those Friday death moments where we've said goodbye to a loved one, we know that because of Easter, because of the resurrection, because death has been swallowed up in victory, that even that day was a good Friday because Jesus wins. Is this the best news you have ever heard? It is. And it is true and it is ours in Christ Jesus our Lord. God bless you as you live in the power of the resurrection every day of your life. Amen. Amen. Well, let's say thank you to God for the gift, the gift of Death being swallowed up in victory with our offerings as the ushers come forward. I want to thank you for your giving. These are the gifts we use here at Faith Church to lift up the good news of Jesus Christ in our world. So thank you for joining us in that mission by your giving. For those joining us through our radio program or online stream, you may give by mail or online at www.faithfoxvalley.org slash give, or text to give at 920-280-1030. Today's offering hymn is Now All the Vault of Heaven Resounds from Lutheran Service Book 465.
Blessed are you, O God, ruler of heaven and earth. Day by day you shower us with blessings. As you have raised us to new life in Christ, give us glad and generous hearts, ready to praise you and to respond to those in need. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Almighty God, every day is an Easter day because you have promised us victory over death with a saving faith in Jesus. Erase our fears and anxieties with the everlasting joy of your salvation. By your Spirit, open us to your resurrection power that knows no boundaries and flood our lives with incredible joy so that we can effectively share the good news. Almighty God, you saw a world in need and sent Jesus to redeem us from all evil. Send your spirit upon all nations of the world so that love, peace, and justice would prevail over all hatred, violence, and injustice. Guide and direct President Joe Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris, and all elected leaders of our national, state, and local governments so that all citizens may experience liberty, justice, and security in our country. By your spirit, save us from all acts of violence and discord and help us to remain one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Almighty God, you desire your children to live together in peace and harmony. You gift some with the abilities to respond quickly to a variety of emergencies and tragedies. Grant protection and good judgment to those who courageously live out their vocation for the well-being of others. By By your spirit, sustain our public servants who carry out our laws, serve as peacekeepers, and who are the first to respond to emergencies. Almighty God, your thoughts are not our thoughts. Your ways are not our ways. In your wisdom, you have permitted disasters to happen all around us. We implore you not to let the hearts of your people despair, nor our faith in Jesus falter, but sustain and comfort us in our time of need. By your Spirit, Use us as your ambassadors of light and life in a broken world, whatever people have need. Almighty God, you desire all your children to come home when Jesus returns. So we pray for those who struggle with doubt or have wandered from the Christian faith. Open their eyes by the power of your Holy Spirit that they may know your truth and find meaning in their lives through your holy word. By your Holy Spirit, help us be a Christ-like witness to others who do not confess Jesus as Savior and Lord. Almighty God, you are our refuge and strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. Today we pray for the sick and the suffering and the injured. Especially in our prayers this morning, we remember Debbie Glass, Jennifer Klein, Liz Stoll, and Aaron Cox. 
We ask you to keep them strong in body, mind, and spirit and be with the medical professionals who are caring for them. According to your good and gracious will, heal and restore all that is broken in the lives of your children. In your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of marriage for 39 years of marriage for Scott and Pam Edwards on the 12th. We ask that you be with them and remind them of their promises made to one another in your presence and give them many more years together. And especially this day, Lord, we thank you for mothers, mothers and grandmothers and great-grandmothers. Uh, it seems so little that they just get one day where we celebrate them and helped us to remind, help to remind us to celebrate them and love them and show them our affection and appreciation each day, not just one day out of the year. We thank you so much for them. And into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We are bold to pray as our Lord taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you all with favor and give you his peace. Let us go forth and rejoice in the name of the risen Lord. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Today's closing hymn is Lift High the Cross from Lutheran Service Book 837.
We thank you for joining us for today's worship service from the Faith Ministry Center of Faith Lutheran Church. Those participating in this morning's worship service, not already mentioned, are John M. Peterson on organ and Chris Hankey on trumpet. Again, we thank you for joining us for today's worship service from the Faith Ministry Center of Faith Lutheran Church. All the members of Faith Lutheran Church invite you to join us for any of our worship services. We would enjoy sharing the time with you. For Ministry Center locations, worship and education times, please visit our website at www.faithfoxvalley.org or call the church office at 920 739 9191. Any communication regarding this broadcast can be directed to Stephen Moore, Director of Worship Arts, Faith Lutheran Church, 601 East Glendale Avenue, Appleton, Wisconsin, 54911. Until we meet again, may the Lord bring you peace.